What's up, people? It's a new edition of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here with you. And we are fired up today. Outside of sports, it's National Dessert Day. Makes me think of all of the wonderful cities I've visited. My days with the Washington Wizards, different hotels, restaurants we would go to. Hard to make up my mind on which dessert was the best. But I'm excited. I'm going to have a dessert after lunch, dessert after dinner, maybe a small one. But definitely going to have one. Hope you get to enjoy National Dessert Day too. What is going to be sweet if you're a Dodgers and a Giants fan or Major League Baseball fan is a game five between the Dodgers and Giants tonight at nine o'clock. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the NBA as it gets set to play next week. The Nets are at quite a crossroads when it comes to Kyrie. But he isn't the only player who's still unvaccinated. Some of the other ones are kind of flying under the radar because of Kyrie. But he's not the only one. And they will all affect your team in the NBA. Don't just think the Nets are the only team that are affected by this. Although it seems to be that way, judging by all the media attention just on Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to do my National Football League gut check picks. And of course tonight, Buccaneers at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a big game for the Eagles to prove that they belong. But I don't know, going up against a 44-year-old quarterback... And Tom Brady, who just passed for five touchdown passes, he was on my team as well. I did draft Tom Brady. And they played tonight at 8.20 p.m. So that Thursday night football, game five in Major League Baseball. And I also want to talk about the aftermath of the emails that caused the Raiders to fire John Gruden. Although I guess John, excuse me for John Gruden and the Raiders to part ways because technically he resigned. But there's a lot of aftermath from this. There's a lot. But first we're going to start with Major League Baseball. Now, once again, of course, when you look at the odds... Is Dodgers minus one and a half. Moneyline, Dodgers minus 115. Giants minus 105. Kind of par for the course from what, what we expected, right? For better or for worse. That's just where we are. The one thing I don't like about it is these teams have played 23 games this season and it comes down to a winner-take-all. 
The Dodgers avoid elimination. They won at Chavez Ravine 7-2, and now they got to go to Oracle Park for Game 5. Both teams are tied at 109 wins this season. It's almost a shame that these two teams have to face off in a division series. It's not right. But I know, you know, that's why in many ways all 162 games are important. Because this is what happened. The Dodgers finished second place in the NL West, but they had the second best record in Major League Baseball behind the San Francisco Giants. They did not win their division. And that's why they have to take on the Giants in this divisional series. Mookie Betts was great. I enjoy watching him. Based on the lineup, you look at the lineup, Mookie Betts, Corey Singer, Trey Turner, former Nat, Justin Turner, Will Smith, Gavin Lux, Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, Julio Arias. You look at the Giants, Darren Ruff, Chris Bryant, Austin Slater, Buster Posey, Wilmer Flores, Brandon Crawford, Evan Longoria, Donovan Salona, Solano, and Logan Webb is the starting pitcher. Urias only allowed one run over five innings in game two for the Dodgers. They won in Oracle Park. He went two and one on the season with a 3.38 ERA in five regular season starts. Webb, Logan Webb, who's only 24, will be the youngest pitcher in Giants history to start a winner-take-all postseason game. He crushed it in game one. Struck out 10 over seven and two-thirds scoreless innings. He'll be pitching on five, five days rest. The Giants are undefeated. Let me say that one more time. Undefeated in Webb's 13 starts at Oracle Park. Undefeated. He's 7-0 with a 1.78 ERA. It's crazy how both teams will be throwing everything in the kitchen sink into this game to get to the championship series against the Braves. Gabe Kapler said he expects everyone to be available to pitch in game five. So it's just crazy. I mean, I guess you got to leave one pitcher for game one if you get to the next round versus the Braves. But you get maybe get a little rest. But this is going to be amazing. These two pitchers are two of the 
better pitchers in Major League Baseball going at it. When Urias is on the mound and Webb is on the mound, their teams have a point. They basically win 81% of the time. Winner take all. This is going to be fun. Now, the key for me is, do I stick with my pick of the Giants losing to the Dodgers? I think I have to. The Dodgers are favored at minus one and a half, over under at seven runs. I think we're going to go with the over. No. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I think we're going to go with the under. I think if I have to make my gut check prediction, so to speak, for baseball, this game five, I'm going to say Dodgers win 4-3. 4-3. Four That's my pick. That's my pick. So now we come around, before I go to the NFL, to the National Basketball Association. And this is opening up a conversation. You know, you talk about the NBA being at the forefront of social justice movements. And the union and owners and Adam Silver's office, to an extent, getting along more so than some of the other professional leagues in their ability to agree to terms, support of each other. But you know the NBA didn't want this. This is, in my mind, probably the first time in a long time, and obviously this is a pandemic, so this is something that hasn't happened. Anything of this magnitude since 1918. And Kyrie Irving is at the forefront of it. He's at the forefront of a conversation of a a team that that knows that they are primed to win a championship but need a point guard that's going to ride or die with them. And I guess not taking the vaccine, you don't want to necessarily say that Kyrie, I guess you say, yeah, if he were to get sick, there's a chance he could die or he could ride it out. Kyrie is all over the place with his reasons for not taking the vaccine. But we also have to recognize he's not the only one. Bradley Beal, Jonathan Isaac, have also been two players that have been mentioned. Andrew Wiggins, but he decided to get the vaccine, although his quotes definitely were making it known that he was not happy that he was forced to take the vaccine. 
if we go over to hockey, you've got players so desperate to, I guess in some ways, well, I mean, it's not the right thing, but Evander Kane's got 99 problems. Betting issues, allegations. He's got a divorce, domestic abuse. And then he was investigated for having a fake vaccine card. That's not good. I don't want to hear about fake vaccine cards. But just the ripple effect of what Kyrie is standing on seems to be even bigger than when Cole Beasley was saying he's not taking in the NFL. You don't even hear. Go on NFL.com right now. Maybe on NHL.com you'll see a Vander Kane story. Maybe. But you certainly are not going to see anything about NFL players being unvaccinated. It's almost a non-story right now. San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane being investigated on the allegations that he used a fake COVID-19 vaccination card. Come on. It was first reported, these first days I saw was on ESPN. But when you go to NFL.com, You can go even look on ESPN, Yahoo Sports. You're not going to see anything about NFL players not being vaccinated. But you will see stories about Kyrie Irving and in the NBA. Kyrie Irving saying, I know the consequences of my decisions. I'm staying grounded in what I believe in. The problem for me with that is it's not just talking about the consequences of your decisions for yourself or for financially, but obviously for your team, the brotherhood. You're leaving them hanging. And now there's reports that the Nets may not sign Kyrie to his $186 million extension. Because they want to be done with him. Kyrie is willing to not be vaccinated for himself personally to possibly die, but also to give up $200 million. He's willing to give up $200 million if the Nets don't offer him this next contract extension. The Nets have said, no, if you can't play, we don't want you to play. General Manager Sean Marks saying in a statement, quote, given the evolving nature of the situation after thorough deliberation, we have decided Kyrie Irving will not play or practice with the team until he is eligible to be a full participant. Marks was reading from a prepared statement. 
Kyrie has made a personal choice and we respect his individual right to choose. Currently, the choice restricts his ability to be a full-time member of the team and we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. Now, you know, that's in quote. Now, you know, if he's making that statement, that means no one on the team is happy with his decision. Publicly, you got Kevin Durant saying, oh yeah, he's going to play. But this statement from the general manager shows that the coaching staff and the players are like, nah, we're not, we're not fooling with this. You don't know if other states are going to be as strict as California and New York are. But just trade them. Obviously, I've been talking about him and Ben Simmons swapping teams. Just trade him. At least then, he's maybe missing, what, 10 games? Versus 50? If you include the fact that he's got to play in California. Okay, so maybe not 50, but 41. Well, you never know if they're going to meet him in the finals. If I say it's Nets Lakers in the finals and he's still not vaccinated. So there's a lot more games at stake. I know you could say the same for Philadelphia too. And that makes Kyrie almost untouchable, but he's not the only player. If you're the Washington Wizards, the Orlando Magic. Jonathan Isaac may not be a superstar, but he is a really good defensive player. Obviously, the Washington Wizards without Bradley Beal, yeah, they're going to lose a lot of games. Now, it's not as detrimental, so that's the other reason why the story isn't as good. Okay, Bradley Beal, that's his decision. He'll give up that money if he doesn't play. But they're going to play what? The Nets twice, the Knicks twice, and play the Golden State Warriors, Lakers, Clippers and Kings four times. So he'll miss eight or nine games. That's not nearly as bad as Kyrie Irving. And that is, of course, why it is such a big deal. It's a really big deal. Stefan Marbury said that Kyrie Irving is similar to Muhammad Ali in the stance he's taking. No. First of all, the crazy thing is looking on Twitter, someone posted a commercial of Muhammad Ali doing a a PSA for taking the vaccine. That kids should take the vaccine so they can go to school. No shots, no school is the call to action at the end of the commercial. So I would imagine if Muhammad Ali, as strong as he is in his convictions, he didn't just do that commercial because somebody gave him some money. He believed in vaccines. No, they are not the same. You can't tell me, Kyrie can't tell me that he's never, ever, ever taken any sort of shot or pill to be healthy, to be able to play the next day, 
to heal quicker. That alone, you got no stance, my man. You got no stance. And I do also think that that's not just for Kyrie. Everyone out there who is like, I'm not taking this vaccine. If you're going to tell me you're not going to take this vaccine, then I guess you've never taken any medication because you can't tell me you know what's in all medications. Probably half the stuff you put in your body to keep you healthy, you have no idea what's in it. You don't. But we'll stick to sports here. I'm going to go to the NFL before I do my gut check picks and preview the Thursday night football game. I'm going to take a moment to talk about what's going on with the aftermath of John Gruden. The thing that is really, really making this an even stickier situation is when you read the reports that after John Gruden resigned, after he made homophobic and misogynistic comments, and there was more to it than that. He used a racial trope to describe NFLPA chief executive Demar Smith there is a part of me that we have become so the word I'm looking for is really difficult to come to grips with like finding the right words is that we've almost become desensitized to racial remarks, use of the N-word, describing a black person in a way that is derogatory. And the reason I say that is because there was no real talk of John Gruden resigning after the the email that surfaced where he made derogatory comments about Demora Smith's lips. That was going to be a blowover. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, uh-huh, okay, yeah, he said that. Yep, we'll keep moving on. I think that the punishment really became even more severe when he made the homophobic and misogynistic comments. None of that should be tolerated. Just one comment. That's what I'm saying. Don't make the comments, period. One should be enough. 
and now these emails are coming out and apparently and the you know they apparently actually came out because Daniel Snyder was the one who requested them in his lawsuits and all of the trouble that the Washington football team is mired in with from Bruce Allen to the cheerleaders to discrimination And I still find it interesting that the NFL, Jerry Richardson did less in my mind in terms of volume when he was the owner of the Carolina Panthers. To be forced to sell his team than what Daniel Snyder is mired in. There was sexual harassment, workplace misconduct, use of a racial slur by the owner. But what we are dealing with now with these emails, it seems to be worse. Gruden's messages were sent to Bruce Allen, who was then the, the president of the Washington football team and others while he was working for ESPN. So now all of these other emails are coming out that are linked to the Washington football team. And I wonder what the aftermath of that will be. The lawyers representing some of the victims of the All of the issues go. I mean, there's so many issues with the Washington football team. And the fact that the investigation of the Washington football team led to the resignation of John Gruden is just... This may be the one of many shoes to drop. Because the emails were uncovered as part of the league's investigation investigation into the workplace misconduct of the Washington football team. Jamel Hill, a contributor writer for the Atlantic says quote the question we should be asking is not really about the existence of the emails but what is the culture in the NFL period and it should be cleaned up across all sports not just football and it's going to take a lot to change that And it's a shame too, because for the Washington football team, in my mind, the timing couldn't been couldn't have been worse. But you would think for the fans of the Washington football team, you get to celebrate the news that the Washington football team is now going to retire Sean Taylor's jersey number on Sunday. 
There will never be another 21. And that's special. And yet with two more days until Sunday, who knows what other news is going to come out that's not good for the Washington football team. That's not good for Daniel Snyder. Even if he did try to sell, he sold his team to his wife. I mean, come on. Snyder basically took down another franchise, destroyed another team season while being able to keep his team. I can only imagine the 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 wild accusations and the vitriol in owners' meetings, especially between the Raiders and the Washington football team, who play, by the way, in Las Vegas later this year. Boy, that's going to be quite a game. That's going to be quite a game. Another NFL game that will be quite a game is tonight because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, let's see what Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have in store next as they take on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Buccaneers are 4-1. The Eagles are 2-3. It's a short week of practice for both teams. Yeah, the number one rushing defense in the Buccaneers as well. So, yeah, they aren't giving up a lot. The Eagles have to win this game to show that they belong and to not end up being multiple games behind the Cowboys. The Eagles cannot afford to get off to a slow start. They just simply can't. But with this defense of the Buccaneers, that's going to be a tall order. That's going to be a really tall order. The line as it stands is the Buccaneers' favorite at minus 6.5, over under at 52.5. Money line minus 275 for the Bucks, plus 220 for the Eagles. All signs point to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning. Tom Brady, 15 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, 353 yards per game. He's ridiculous. Tom Brady, even on short rest, he's 9-1 on three days rest. That's crazy. Jalen Hurts is going to have to do a lot with his legs and his arms. The Eagles' offense and defense is not bad. It's in the top 15 in both categories. They're passing and rushing. Top 15 in both categories. 
But the crazy thing is, so are the Eagles. Third in offense, 15th in defense. The rushing game isn't that great. It's 26. But they more than make up for it with their number one rated passing offense. And that takes us to the gut check picks. I'm taking the Buccaneers to win on Thursday night. Maybe my first Thursday night win since I started doing this. Dolphins at Jaguars. Dolphins are favored at minus three. Oh boy. I don't know which one to take on this one. Gut check. I'm going with the Jaguars at home. Chiefs at the Washington football team. Chiefs, maybe time to change the name of your team as well as you're ironically playing the Washington football team. I will take the Chiefs at minus 290. I know they're retiring Sean Taylor's jersey on Sunday. But I expect the Chiefs, maybe not to win by 21 points, but I expect them to win by a good margin because they also have Andy Reid on their sideline and he knows the Washington football team a little well, maybe a little too well from his days with the Eagles. I know it's a new team, it's a new coach, but still, he's been there. He's been around the block. Rams at the Giants. That is West Coast traveling East Coast. The Rams are... Favorite at minus 10. Yeah, they're playing at 10 a.m. in the morning. But I don't see the Giants winning this game. I'm taking the Rams. Packers-Bears. It's in Chicago. Packers are favorite at minus 4. I don't know how they got out of Cincinnati with a win, but they did. I expect them to right the ship. And Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he plays well against the Bears. I'll take the Packers as a road team there. Houston Texans at the Colts. The Colts are favored at minus 10. I'm taking the Colts at home to win that game. Chargers Ravens. That should be a good one. The Ravens are favored at minus two and a half. Chargers are coming West Coast to East Coast. It's a 10 a.m. game. I'm taking the Ravens in that game. Bengals Lions. Bengals are favored at minus three and a half. Detroit, you cannot possibly lose another game. You can't. Gut check pick. I'm going to take the Lions to get the win. Vikings are at the Panthers. They're favored at minus one and a half. I'm going to take the Panthers at home in that game. Cardinals at the Browns. Browns are favored at minus three. I'm taking the Browns. The Cardinals will get their first loss of the year. Now, it's not West Coast, East Coast. But I'm going to go ahead and say the Browns get this win here. Now will be a big one for Cleveland. Cowboys at the Patriots. Cowboys are favored at minus three and a half. I'm not really feeling the Patriots. I'm not really feeling... Mac Jones as the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Cowboys are hot. I'm taking the Cowboys. Raiders at Broncos. Broncos are favored at minus three and a half. You don't know what you're going to get out of Raiders. I tell you what, they didn't look good last week. 
I don't expect them to necessarily bounce back. Now you don't know what the where what you're gonna get out of Broncos necessarily. They lost two games to NFC, excuse me, AFC North teams. I'm going ahead and take the Broncos to win that game at home. Water over the bridge this time. Steelers, Seahawks in Pittsburgh. Now, if it was Russell Wilson at quarterback, I feel like the Seahawks may actually be favored. Juju Smith-Schuster out for the year, which is tough. We were just talking about how the Steelers maybe were going to get healthy last week. This is the Sunday night game, 820. I'm taking, because you got Geno Smith at quarterback for the Seahawks. It's another team coming west, not quite full East Coast, but close enough. I'm going to take the Steelers to win that game. And then Monday night, what a matchup. You got the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans. The Buffalo Bills are favored at minus four and a half. Now, I will say this. On most occasions, I feel like you do not know what you are going to get out of the Tennessee Titans week to week. You don't. You know what you're getting out of the Buffalo Bills week to week. Okay, they're not undefeated. But what they did to the Kansas City Chiefs, they demolished them. Demolished them. They're 4-1 on the season. They scored 172 points and given up 64. The Titans have scored 132 points but given up 130. This is probably one of the toughest games for me to pick for Monday night. Especially picking it right now when I really don't want to have to pick it. But that's what the gut check picks are about. Mmm. Boy, this is a tough one. I think Monday night, big game. I'm going with the home team. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans to win this game. And that'll do it. Those are my picks. Bucks, Jaguars, Chiefs. Rams, Packers, Colts, Ravens, Lions, Panthers, Brown, Cowboys, Broncos, Steelers, Titans. Let's see how I do. Let's see how you do too. Enjoy your weekend of sports. There's some college football games that are good too. Alabama finally losing to Texas A&M. You know those Florida State fans, they got to be mad seeing Jimbo Fisher doing things at Texas A&M when he could have been doing them. Unfortunately, he could have been doing them at Florida State. But he's not. There'll be some great games this weekend. I hope you're looking forward to them. I know I am. Kentucky at Georgia might be the biggest game of the year because Kentucky's ranked 11th and Georgia's got a chance to stay number one if they went out. They could. I don't know if they're going to do it. But I'm going to do something, which is enjoy sports this weekend, sitting in front of television. Of course, I'll also be calling that Steelers game Sunday night with Dexter on the ColorCast app. If you want to learn, wager, and win, possibly, 
Go to PropsHQ.com to learn more about how to make a uh, make better bets, make smarter bets. And then listen to Dexter and I download the ColorCast app on iPhone, not on Google just yet, not on Android just yet, but we'll get there. If you got an iPhone, you know, take a listen to me and Dexter on the ColorCast app during the Steelers-Seahawks game. That'll do it for now. Ciao for now.